0: Hey, everybody, welcome to the Fantasy Players Club. I'm your host, Levi Valentine, at Levi underscore Valentine on Twitter. Joining me are my co hosts, Brent Hut Hikes. Follow him at Brent Hikes, H E I K E S, on Twitter. And Trevin Cremosta, who doesn't want your pity follow on Twitter and refuses to take his Twitter off of private. <laughs> I got a career to think about. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> hey, stop tweeting so much dumb stuff and you wouldn't have to worry. <laughs> <laughs> Never. <laughs> all right fellas we made it through the regular season and fantasy the playoffs are here how'd you guys do this season
1: i did okay um in the the dynasty league that i look forward to the most i did not make the playoffs so that was really disappointing but in my other three dynasties i did make the playoffs so I it am. was a okay year. Um best balls are doing okay. I'll probably at least win my money back, but how'd you guys do?
0: Are you in an any reader athletes, Brent?
1: No. Not this year. No. Yeah, usually, usually I am, but we didn't do it this year.
0: Gotcha. Well three out of four isn't bad. Trevin, how about you?
2: Bad. <laughs> it's been a long time since I didn't make our uh playoffs in our home league, I guess you'd call it. And uh, this was the year. I didn't make the playoffs in any three of my leagues. Um, every one of them, I was in the last week. I was tied for the last place in the playoffs, and all of them, I'm out. So, the one year I start being an expert, recording a fantasy football podcast, I <laughs>
0: lose in all my leagues. Now we know why nobody will take your advice. <laughs> oh man, I didn't. Hey, make tell them. everybody.
2: Uh, tell everybody the good news about your home league. How'd you do there,
0: Levi? I didn't get last. Last year I got last. I This year I drafted Saquon Barkley with my first pick and I think I had Miles Sanders with my second and those did not pan out so I didn't make that league, the playoffs for that league unfortunately but I did I remember, have more points than Trevin so that's something.
1: I remember talking about that league Levi and I yeah, thought it looked you, like a pretty damn good team. You were handing me the trophy
0: after my draft. <laughs> I was, I was, it looked pretty good. It should have been better than it was, I mean, honestly. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor took a while to take off. He was on that team. I don't know. Don't you have,
1: like DJ Shark on that team too?
0: <clears throat> I did, but I also had Calvin Ridley and Deontay Johnson. And so okay. Deontay hosed me a couple times with his early exits. Calvin Ridley obviously panned out until he got hurt. Yeah. And then I picked up Justin Jefferson. I had TJ Hawkinson on that team. Antonio Gibson. I mean, it was a solid spot. It just, DJ Moore, So I don't know, just injuries and some bad luck, and next thing you know, you're 4-9. and nine. Yeah. <laughs> but my other, my dynasty leagues, I made playoffs in two out of four, and I missed the, I was in the, we're kind of like Trevin, I was in the running until the last week on the two I missed, and I had McCaffrey and Mixon uh, on my bench in both of those leagues. So if I could have sweeped into the playoffs, then that could have worked out pretty well. But unfortunately, I didn't quite make it in either of them. But I did make it in two, so that's something. Yeah, that works. All right, Trevin. Out
2: of the the three of us experts, we made it in playoffs about half our league, so we're definitely people (laughs) to listen to.
0: Yeah, I guess that's one way to spin it when you don't make any of them, Trevin.
2: (laughs) As a unit, we're a unit here. Yeah,
0: (laughs) you should have been listening to the podcast before you joined us. Maybe you would have done better. (laughs) All right, Trevin, you got our stat of the week.
2: I do. So the Raiders came off a commanding win. They're looking good, like they're going to make the playoffs. Nothing to, bad to say about them. And Darren Waller <laughs> had 45, 45 fantasy football points, uh, PPRs. And so I look back on it, and that is actually the third most all-time that I could find – fourth most all-time I could go back for. He had 200 yards receiving, and that is the fifth most ever in tight end history in the NFL. And so he had a heck of a game.
0: Very impressive by Darren.
1: He did. He's... He was so
2: close to getting the most points all time. Shannon Sharp has the most points all time. In 2002, he had 45.4. Uh, Rich Castor has the second most. In 1972, he had also had 45.4. Uh, Mike Didka, sorry, he has the most of all time. He had 46 in 1961.
0: If you adjust for inflation, that's like 70 now.
2: Well, that's the kind of the crazy part, looking back on these tight ends things. Um, a lot of them happened before you'd say like the big passing numbers came into effect in the NFL. Five of the top ten receiving yards by a tight end all came before 1985, which really surprised me when I was looking back on it.
0: Interesting. Yeah, now Shannon Trapp's just run up the score on Skip Bayless instead. <laughs>
2: making awesome gifs. gifs.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, Trevin, how would you feel about hundred Ruggs in this game?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of mean things to say about him until he caught that last touchdown pass. He, I've never seen a wide receiver really swing a game the opposite way like he was doing. It was hard to watch. He bounced to catch off his hands. It went for an interception. Then he had a terrible fumble, and both of them turned into touchdowns for the Jets. So he was really blowing the game for him, and then he got that touchdown
0: catch so or the game-winning catch so you Get know it would him. be what you should do you should go download the probability chart for that game and highlight on there when rogues had his fumble and then the tip or whatever that led <laughs> to the interception and how that impacted the game and then highlight the last play and draw the arrow just all the changes to the win probability he made on that game i think that'd be a yeah. good that'd be a good tweet for you for
2: a guy that had four total targets, I can't believe how much he was swinging that game. <laughs>
0: Dang. Yeah, you were and calling him some nasty uh, names until the last <laughs> <time>.
2: <laughs> I had some bad stuff to say about him. Um, so it's crazy we can all agree that they did a <laughs> cover zero blitz on the last play. Um, I think the even crazier thing is they did it two plays in a row. The Raiders had a wide open uh, Aguilar in the end zone for Tail Mary, before the Rogues won for the touchdown. Both plays should have been touchdowns.
0: So, yeah. Like I always say, Greg Williams. You can let make Derek Carter beat you with his arm, not his legs. <laughs> That's what you say? Yep.
2: I thought you'd <laughs> say hire Greg Williams to be your DC.
0: <laughs> if you want Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> yeah. yeah that was bad. <laughs> but, All right. Let's hop into the main event. And, uh, for our main event. All right, tonight, round one, we had some big news this week, some fun news in the Eagles' camp. For once, Jalen Hurts came in and replaced Carson Wentz during this week's game. Guys, he played pretty well too. Uh, so, what do you make of this going forward for the rest of the year for Jalen Hurts?
1: I I think he looked better than Wentz. I, I don't think he'll be a great quarterback by all means. Uh, I don't, hopefully you don't have to play Jalen Hurts this, for the playoffs, but if you, if you have to, I mean, he'll get you some rushing yards, um, some, I would say, but uh, they play the Saints this week, that's a really good defense, so hopefully you don't have to start Hurts, Um, dynasty-wise, I don't expect big things, but but who knows, I've been wrong plenty of times, so.
0: Yeah, Jalen Hurts in this game was 5-for-12 for for 109 yards, one touchdown, one interception. So not blowing people away with the pass by any means. He did have five carries for 29 yards, which uh, is obviously where he's going to accrue most of his fantasy value, at least in the near term. Uh, Maybe he improves at passing uh, next year and going forward. But Trevin, what do you think? Jalen Hurts, viable fantasy starter going forward?
2: I don't know if he translates to fantasy really. I think it might provide a spark for the Eagles and uh, help their offense get going. That rushing does give him a nice floor, but I don't think I'd be starting him, especially this week. Against the Saints, I definitely wouldn't start him. But going forward past that, I don't think you can expect him to put up big fantasy points for you. So unless you really need it, then it'd be somebody to plug in.
0: But yeah, I don't think you're starting to in your fantasy playoffs for sure. Uh, but next year I could see him being something similar to what Cam Newton has been for New England this year where he has, you know, kind of a back-end quarterback one type of week on a week-to-week basis and maybe you get a couple weeks like Cam had this past week where, you know, he scored 25, 30 points. Uh, I think Jalen Hurts is capable of something like that. Now, kind of similar to Cam, I don't know that he's ever going to be a prolific passer, but he can be good enough to... Get some fantasy points, and then with his legs, that's really where he's going to get you a lot of value. So I, that's kind of what I see for Jalen Hurts going forward. What do you guys think? So what do you guys,
2: how do you think it affects the rest of the Eagles players? What do you think it does for their fantasy value? Uh, the skill players you get: Sanders, Rager,
1: Goddard, Fulgham, and uh, Greg Ward. I think it could help Sanders. I, I don't know if it's going to help the receivers that much, um, but I don't know. But w- Wentz looked pretty bad when he was in there, so. It, it might bump everybody up. I'm just not a big fan.
2: Yeah, that's I, the way I kind of view it. Um, I just, I think it has to help. I don't know how it could get much worse for all those skill guys. Uh, so even if you're worried, it's going to take away a touchdown, maybe close touchdowns for Sanders or something like that with Hurts being in there. At least they're in the area of getting a touchdown in that case um, with Wentz, man, he just wouldn't let go of the ball. He's taken so many sacks. He leads the leading sacks, the, uh, line isn't good they've had some injuries but that they just couldn't get drives going so at least with Hurts maybe they'll get some yards and get some touchdown opportunities so I think it almost helps across the board um, it's easy to say now when Hertz hasn't started a game yet but I don't think I'd be too worried I think you gotta view them the, at least a little bit better going forward
0: those skill guys yeah I think it's smart on their part to at least kind of figure out what Hurts is going to be if he is capable of actually starting or not because it's clear that Wentz isn't a long-term solution even though he has a huge contract that's just getting started and it's going to be like a man <laughs> uh yeah what's the saying around their neck uh call <laughs> me <be> out here <laughs> um I'll think of it but uh yeah so I think it's smart of them to figure out what they have with Hertz, and they're gonna have a pretty good draft pick and there'll probably be some quarterbacks available for them to take obviously not one of the top two but somebody available if they want to, if they decide to not, if they decide Hurts isn't the answer either, they could potentially draft somebody as well.
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. There's a good chance they'll bring someone else in, maybe second round, maybe a free agent. Who knows?
0: Albatross around know who? their neck. That's the same. Albatross around their neck. There you go.
1: You guys know who leads the Eagles in catches right now?
0: Um, Goddard.
2: Fulgham. Uh, oh, uh, Ward actually. Uh, he's got 44 catches. They're all lower than I thought they were. Ward's got 44. Fulgham 33. Goder 35. Rager 20.
1: Levi, even I never would have guessed that back in May when we were talking about Greg Ward.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's leading the lead, leading the team, and he's still not fantasy viable. No. Nope.
2: <laughs> so, kind of it's... moving on to dynasty. Uh, what do you guys think for Wentz? If you're a Wentz owner. Do you have any options? Do you think you hold on to him and hope he finds a new team maybe, or if he comes back with the Eagles?
0: Do you, how you you feeling if you're a Wentz owner? I would <laughs> sell him if you can find a sucker, but I have a hard time seeing anybody buying him in Dynasty, so I think we're going to be forced to hold.
1: Yeah, I think you hold on to him. Um, one interesting thing, though, is Philip Rivers, he's about at the end, um, Frank Reich. He was the offensive coordinator for the Eagles True. a couple years, couple yeah. years ago with the with the Eagles, and they have a relationship. And maybe Reich might take a chance on Carson Wentz next year and trade for him, take on that contract. I don't know. And I mean, uh, if he goes neat. to the Colts, that's a good team that he's that he's going to. So who knows? He might he might get rejuvenated and might have a good year for the Colts or a good um, career with the Colts.
2: That's not a bad idea. They don't have any quarterbacks under contract next year, besides that rookie, Eason. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brissett and Rivers are only up through this year. Yeah, I can't once. believe how I can't believe how bad Wentz is this year. He wasn't great last year, but I thought he did okay. Especially he was decimated by injuries to all his skill players. He didn't have he had over four thousand yards passing, and he didn't have a single receiver over five hundred yards receiving. And he finished ninth in quarterbacks for fantasy. I think he limped him into the playoffs, too, so he wasn't great, but I mean, he was solid, and he just looks
0: awful this year. Yeah, I think that uh, their offensive line is terrible, (laughs) and so that's a big part of the problem. Like, obviously, Wentz hasn't been good, but he hasn't had any help from his offensive line either, and they have had a lot of injuries uh, to their skill position players again this year. So it's been a rough environment anyway, and he hasn't done himself any favors. He signed that four-year $128 million contract, <laughs> and that uh, he has a dead cap uh, for next year of $59 million. So Damn. I think that – after, uh, yes, potential out in 2022 uh, when he drops to $24 million in dead cap. But So I think what's probably going to happen or what I think is most likely is the Eagles go into next year, try to rebuild that offensive line, uh, and then have a competition between him and Hertz preseason. Whoever they go with at the beginning of the season gets a shot to do it. And then if neither one of those guys is able to perform next year, I think that that's when they look at moving on from Wentz because they do have that out. Uh, after for 2022 and then either draft somebody or trade or something. That's my prediction.
1: Eagle fans will be pissed, <laughs> <laughs> especially if Hertz doesn't play well towards to close the year. So I, if that happens, they'll be pissed. Yeah. I mean, but they just might be pissed. I don't know.
0: I just don't know how many, what options they really have. I mean, I know there's no sure thing in the draft after <laughs> Lawrence and Fields and they're not going to get one of those two. Mm-hmm. And you can't afford to go out and sign somebody with what your band wins.
2: It would, oh man. I the Eagles that thing's turned quick. Even before <laughs> this year, people were talking about how they might have the most complete roster,
0: and <laughs> now it's just bad. Yeah. Did you see some of the stuff going around on Twitter about their wide receivers? Uh-uh. Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, they took uh, JJ JJR single the white side ahead of DK Metcalf. And then this mm-hmm. year, who did they draft? Uh, Rager. Rager's a rookie. They took him ahead of Justin Jefferson, so people were just <laughs> roasting him for those <laughs> two picks. Yes. Which I think Rager still has a chance to be okay, but obviously Justin Jefferson looks like he's a certified stud already.
2: It's weird what they've done with Fulgham, too. He started the year so hot, and then that was while Jeffries was hurt. And then uh, Jeffries came back, and they just kind of gave him all the snaps, who hasn't done a whole lot with it. I don't It seemed like they should have stuck with Fulgham.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think the tight ends are the only pass catchers I'm interested in this offense right now, at least. I think things could be a little better, but we'll see. All right, round two. Playoff seeding tiebreakers. So Brent alluded to this earlier. We have a 16-team league we talk about occasionally here on the show. Brent did not make the playoffs in that one. For the second time in 14 years, Brent, you did not make the playoffs. <laughs> Incredible <sighs> run. You've been had an awesome run in that league. Uh this year you were eight and five in a sixteen team league and did not make the playoffs. You had 1,769 points, the most points in the league. The next closest person had like 75 less points than you, so really it really wasn't even close. The reason you did not make the playoffs is the way this is set up, you have an AFC and an NFC. There are eight teams in each. You have the top four teams from each of those conferences make the playoffs, and then they beat in the Super Bowl just like in real life. You happen to play in the NFC, where there were five teams that were eight and five or better. So two teams were nine and four, three teams were eight and five. You the tiebreakers in this league, for some reason, are divisional record, and then conference record. <laughs> And then, if those two are still tied, you go to po- total points. Brett, could you explain how that came to be to me and what your thoughts are on that?
1: Uh, I don't know. It's it's disappointing, um, first off. I, I really didn't think much of that tiebreaker until, obviously, this year. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, You don't so, say. <laughs> you you got to realize, though, we started that league – uh, in two thousand and seven um, that league has really grown i mean that league is it 's a lot of fun but i mean it 's fourteen we've been at it for fourteen years um, and we were not experts in two thousand and seven when it came to fantasy football. We like playing fantasy football when I started that league i i didn 't expect it to be like dynasty i mean yes we called it a dynasty but we didn't expect everybody to be coming back the following years we didn't expect how fun it was going to be um but that's uh, i wasn't the commissioner at that time when we started so it wasn't my idea and if i if i remember right i don't think we voted on that either i I think that just when the commissioner set it up that's the way it was set up as and
0: you were the commissioner to be clear right
1: no no but at the, at Uh, the beginning at the beginning I was not. Um okay. the commission the commissioner ended up leaving the league after about three years. Um I, I don't know why, but uh beaten him so bad? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. but um he asked me if I want to take over. I'm like, Yeah, I wanna keep keep going on this league. I mean we've had a lot of people that, that were on that league for 14 years now I mean yeah we get a few new people every once in a while like like you are you you started that league what like four or five years ago remember? yeah this
0: is year three
1: year three okay but I don't know why it started like that um obviously looking at it right now I think total points would be an awesome tiebreaker <laughs> or else or else like an automatic lock in the playoffs but I don't know. There's got to be some other ways that um, better ways that we can do this. So I don't know. I, I think well. I think there'll be a couple poll questions this this offseason. <laughs> tweak it. But I mean, a lot of these guys are old school. They're dead set on what they want to do. They've been doing it for 14 years now, and I don't see it passing.
0: Yeah, it doesn't help you that you're doing it right after you got screwed by it. <laughs> <laughs> <True>. <laughs> Yeah, I, it was. It's a shame because you, your team is clearly one of the best teams in the league, deserves to be in the playoffs, and especially an 18 playoff in a sixteen-team league. Uh, and divisional record and uh, conference record don't really make a lot of sense as tiebreakers to me. Bryant, you mentioned uh, points. Is that your preferred tiebreaker uh, in din- well in any fantasy league
1: after yeah. record? Yeah, I, I like I like going my points. Okay, Trevin. What about you? What do you prefer?
2: I agree. I I like the head to head. Obviously, the record being the first thing. Sure. I think that just introduces a lot more. that you, know, you can shit talk with your friends because then the head to head matters. I wouldn't like playing it like fantasy baseball where you can just do points all year. I don't, I'm not. Uh, people have fun playing fantasy baseball. It's kind of a better way to do it for that, but. Um, so I like doing the record first and then the points, I think that's the easiest determinant of who has a better team in fantasy football. You're not lining up to actually play another team. That's just points on a website. So. So you I like head like to head
0: rec- you like record as a first tiebreaker?
2: No, no, just your overall record.
0: Okay. Oh, okay.
2: I just mean then you're playing against somebody and your head to head matters when you're week to week.
0: Cause some leagues do have that where your head to head record is the first tiebreaker. So if you beat a team, <laughs> like if yeah. I had beat Breton even though he had way more points and we had the same record somehow I would do that I'm in a league that has that and I'm not a huge fan of that just because of how random a given week can be <laughs> if you if you happen yeah. to have buys that week and they don't or an injury or whatever I I'm not a huge fan of that one so I think points is probably the most common and best tiebreaker besides record obviously another one that I'm kind of warming up to is all that, play. I'm sorry to
2: cut you off but the points also it, it, there's no more ties after that usually it'd be pretty tough to have points after that so
0: it's pretty yeah. cut and
2: dry first step and yeah. second step
0: yep i agree another one i am worrying up to and kind of like maybe just as much if not a little more than points is i'll play because at least that like points potentially could be skewed if you have one really Good week, yeah. uh, or one really bad week, uh, one way or the other, and all play kind of rewards you for being consistently good throughout the entire year. And uh, so, all play, of course, is your record if you were to play every team every week uh, for the whole year. And so, if you have the most points in your league that week, you would have a eleven and zero if you're in a twelve team league record, and all play that week. And if you had the least points, you'd be zero and eleven, and kind of in between. As you would expect. So I kind of like that one just because I think it takes out some of the randomness uh, for particular weeks and kind of, I guess, just smooths things out a little bit more on kind of the outliers uh, of the season. And uh, so I like that one a lot, probably just as much as points, or if not slightly more.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, this, I didn't really hear about all play until this year when I started in this league with you guys, and it's something I like looking at too.
1: I like it too. and And when you say that, you mean it's. Like said as your first tiebreaker after overall record, right? Yeah,
0: and then you could have points as your third or whatever.
1: Yeah, and uh, so. the only thing—the only thing um, about that—that that league that we're in, the fourteen-year league—the the good thing about the having divisional record being the the first tiebreaker, the the divisional competition and like the rivalries we get in our division. It, it's really grown over the 14 years. Great Danes and I, um, we've we've been playing back and forth, beating each other up um, like the last 10 years. And we've been pretty good um, fantasy teams the last 10 years. And when I, we always play the last game of the year in the regular season, it's always has something for like, either like a first, like getting the first seed or getting into the playoffs. And it's pretty cool playing them twice. And now it's now you've become a big rival of me, so it's it, that's the only thing fun thing that I, that I get from it. But I still like total points as the as the first tiebreaker.
0: Yeah, I love the rivalries, and I think we do get a little of that uh, because you play each team in that division twice versus mm-hmm. you play some of the other teams once. So I think that helps build those rivalries, even if a division record isn't your tiebreaker. But it's certainly a lot on the line when you have those games to end the year. Yeah uh another one i've seen out there that i'm not a huge fan of so obviously divisional record and conference record i'm not a big fan of uh potential points is one i've seen that some leagues use i'm not a huge fan of that too i know what your thoughts are no
2: so that means your bench counts towards your potential points
0: i think it's potential points would be like if you started your optimal lineup every single week
2: how yeah, many points yeah. would you have? no i hate that you got to make a decision
0: <laughs> all right yeah and then last question uh for dynasty leagues for draft order do you have different tiebreakers than you would for your seeds for the playoffs or like for example some like i think in ours brand it just goes by record and then points after that it's not none of the divisional or conference tiebreakers so
1: mm-hmm. do you prefer
0: the same tiebreakers for the draft order as you would have for the playoffs or do you like different
1: Personally, I think it'd be really cool to have a draft lottery. Um, get get everybody together um, on a Zoom or or even just get together, and just have a little draft draft lottery with the eight teams that didn't make the playoffs. Um, if you want to make it weighted like the NBA, like the worst the worst record gets the most ping pong balls in, in the lottery. You can do it that way. I, I think that'd be a lot of fun. Um, it would take away. I mean maybe not a lot but it takes away some of the tanking and it just gives a little little more off season excitement along with with the draft in the off season. Yeah, have you ever done I that? actually
2: I I really like that idea Brent.
1: I like that a lot.
0: Yeah, but I think that <laughs> would
2: that would also take away from somebody got last place just because I mean it sucks for them but if they had a bad injury one of their top guys is out and they got last place then they're getting one of the best rookies on a loaded team. So Mm -hmm. I
1: like, I really like that idea. I've been trying to talk my, the other owners in in the league into it for, for a while. So um, it'd be fun to do that at at least in one of my leagues. (laughs) Maybe your
0: next one. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) So if you don't have the lottery though, Brent, do you prefer tiebreakers that are the same or do you like something different?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I like it the same. Um, What about you? You can you can talk me into doing total points first, though. Um, But overall record, then total points. But I mean, this is a little bit different to me. I I think if you want to use total points as your as your like the lowest total points get first choice or first pick, then I'd be okay with it. I I don't hate it. Travis, go ahead. Yeah, I
2: like doing the over. I like the same way. I think it's a good judge of strength to do your overall record than your points, so to determine your playoffs and the play, and your uh, draft seating. I I like it both ways.
0: Yep, I agree. I don't really. I'm not a huge fan having differences for one versus the other for playoffs versus draft order. All right, let's move on to. Round I'm talking three. about no. Nope, am oh, talking
2: about playoffs. Playoffs. I got one more thing for you. This is my Kincaidor Devils Gap spicy take of the week sponsor us can cater it is I think we should be playing week 17 games now there's only one buy in each conference I don't think we're gonna see as many teams where they're sitting out players this final week or two um, everybody's gonna be trying for the buy and with the one extra playoff team I think it makes a lot of teams think they're still in it too so I'm a fan of playing the week 17 now uh, it's just another more week of fantasy football and I don't think a lot of guys are going to be sitting
0: well, you're in luck because next year we're gonna do an eighteen week NFL schedule, so everybody's gonna be playing week seventeen. <laughs> well
1: well then the
2: last week, week eighteen next
0: year.
1: <laughs> I don't know if you talked has- me into that. I, I don't I don't agree with that, Trevin. Um you'll still have you'll still have someone like uh someone that has it clinched. For example, if the Titans have something clinched, if they get like the third seed clinched no matter what, Henry is gonna sit. I mean I mean, that's your stud running back and you just lost Henry for your championship, the most important, important week of the, the whole year. So I don't know if I agree with that one that I I do agree with like, maybe doing something fun with your owners, maybe, maybe do like a little side bet and see who scores the most points in week 17, but I don't think you should include it into your fantasy playoffs. Levi, what are your thoughts?
0: I think the other thing you would run into is the teams that are clearly out of it, like the Jets or the Jaguars or the Bengals or some of those other teams from this year may sit uh, guys as well that last week, Uh, especially if they're guys who are nicked up or whatever. Like if you have, for example, let's say Christian McCaffrey is still struggling with some of his injuries come week 17, are they going to play him or are they just going to say, you know what, just sit this one out and you can play next year? Yeah,
1: and it's the most important week of the fantasy season for those two teams. So, it, you don't want to have that be the the championship week. That's just my thoughts. <laughs> I think you
0: are right, though. I have thought about that that there will be more teams playing yeah. competitively in those in that last week with I, going down to one by week team and with you know adding one more team to the playoffs. I think you are right about that. I still just if there's going to be enough scenarios where players are sitting out for one reason or another that last week, and it's It could have a disproportionate impact on one of those teams that's in the fantasy championship.
1: Yeah, I agree. Like Levi said, it's, it's going to help out. I mean, you'll see less of it, but it won't get rid of it completely. I don't think.
2: So you brought up uh, players that might be out of it. I'm looking at last year's fantasy points from week 14 to week 17 your last four playoff weeks and the best running backs in order were McCaffrey, Barkley, Drake, Elliott, Jones, Mixon, Scott, Sanders, Eckler, Gordon. So just off the top of my head I think three of these players made the playoffs so I don't think not being in the playoffs is really a determinant on who's going to score fantasy points. But you're including
0: Weeks 14, 15, and 16 in there as well. you got to just look at 14. Oh, yeah, they're all the playoff weeks. But we're arguing about one week.
2: Yeah, I know. That's why I'm just a fan of (laughs) it's another week to play fantasy football. We only get 16 weeks a year to play it, so I like including it because I don't think it's going to affect – I don't think too many teams are going to
0: be sitting out players, and it's just one more week where we get to play. But what if it is, like, let's say the Steelers lose a couple more games and then the Chiefs don't. And the Chiefs have that one seed wrapped up going into the last week, and Patrick Mahomes sits out, and that's your quarterback.
2: Them's the breaks.
0: <laughs> For your fantasy championship, you're just going to shrug yeah. your shoulders and say, them's the breaks?
2: Yeah, you kind of knew it when you picked him.
0: <laughs> or you could just play it a week before and not have that worry. No, nope. it's got to be baked into it, I think. I <laughs> think that's silly. So then you're forced to try to find, scramble and get his back up and hope he does okay?
2: Yeah, if you take Mahomes, you got to kind of go with the risk that he might not be playing last <laughs>
0: week because the Chiefs are so good. I think that's kind of silly, Trevin. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I, there is less teams going to be sitting out now, I think. So I, no, I'm just a fan yeah. of playing the week.
0: I think you're right about that. I just think that's I wouldn't want to have my fantasy championship just decided by something like that. That's all. <laughs> just so you could have one more week of fun. And it's really only yeah. for those two teams anyway. Like, everybody else is out of it by that point, unless you have, like, a loser's bracket where there may be two more teams. So it's not like everybody's yeah. getting one more – I guess you get one more regular season week is your point. So. Yeah.
1: Kevin d- just play draft oh. for that week. Just play draft <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I think Charlotte's argument comes from our, redra- our long-time redraft – home league we do two week uh, matchups in the playoffs instead of one week so that balances out a little bit but you still have that somewhat of an impact on that week 17 because it goes so 14 15 16 17 are the playoffs week playoff week sprint and there's only two rounds of the playoffs and so 14 and 15 is the first round and 16 and 17 is the second round which it hedges it a little bit but it does still make a
1: difference when those guys sit out Can you start, like, for example, if you have Mahomes, can you start Mahomes in week 16 and then take him out in week 17 if he's going to be matched?
0: Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, all right. Not all you got, Trevon?
2: (laughs) Well, yeah, I was going to make a joke about how it's not NBA Jam. You can sub your guys out at halftime,
0: but I didn't think too many people would get that joke. (laughs) When in doubt, just throw it out. (laughs) all right let's move on to round three and for round three we have a snake draft that we promised that we teased last week guys we're doing dynasty rookie redraft running back only so basically we're ranking these guys or more or less (laughs) we're gonna do it in a draft order though, to make it more fun and since trevin is such a sad, sad fantasy player that he didn't make the playoffs in any of his leagues. Clearly, he <laughs> deserves to have the first pick. Uh, so, Trevin, start us off. If you had the first pick in your rookie draft and all you could take was a running back, which one would you take if you were taking one of the 2020 backs at this point? Oh, man. I didn't know I'd get first pick here. <laughs>
1: it's tough. This is tough. I was looking at it earlier. It's... Ugh.
2: I... And Brent, I don't know. I'll, I still. I'll
0: go a second. I'll go second, Brent. Since I only made it in two, and since you made it in three, you can go last. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. All
0: right. Who got Trem?
2: I'm gonna go with Swift. I think he's playing really well the second half of the year here. Uh, he's got COVID now, or no? They're saying it's not COVID. It's a different illness. And so Concussion I think related, he's proved it. Right? Yeah, it was a concussion, but now they're saying it's an illness. So they don't they haven't really said if that's tied to the concussion, if he's maybe has nausea from the concussion. But he's been out for a couple of weeks is my point. But before that, he was kinda of coming on strong. Uh he's got the pedigree. I I he's one of the top guys coming out. So that's why I'm picking him ahead of a couple other guys that have done better this year. And uh I like Swift. I
0: think that's a good pick. I think he it seemed like he was a lot of people's consensus leading up to the draft last year. And then because of landing spot, he slipped a little bit, but he's shown this year that he uh, is everything we thought he was going into the draft last year.
1: Yeah. I I like it. You can't, I mean, these, (laughs) these top six running backs, I mean, I have no idea. I mean, you can pick any of those six and I'd say good pick.
0: Yeah. I think I'm going to go with JK Dobbins. Uh, second overall here. So he started to take control of that backfield. He had 11 carries last night against the Cowboys, turned it into 71 yards and a touchdown. He's been one of the best players (laughs) and certainly the best rookie at evading tackles, if memory serves me correctly. I really like what I've seen from him, Mark Ingram and Gus Edwards. I think Gus Edwards is a free agent uh, after this season. And I think Mark Ingram is as well. So there's a possibility that uh, it could just be Dobbins and, Neither of those guys in this backfield uh, going into next season, and so I like this offense for him, and I like his skill set, and everything we've seen out of him has done nothing but confirm that. And I think as he's starting to get more playing time, it's just becoming more and more clear that he's going to be a really good running back in this league.
1: I like that pick. I was probably going to take him in my with my third or fourth pick. Um, I think he's going to have a big year next year as long as he stays healthy and probably have a good career, too.
0: I was wrong. Ingram is under contract for next year, but he'll be 31 at that point, so
1: I think yeah, they've it, made it very do- clear that
0: Dobbins is going to be the lead bat.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, We're starting to see that, too.
0: Yeah, and Gus Edwards is a free agent. I was right about that. All right, Brent, who you got? Third pick.
1: Third pick, I will go Clyde Edwards helaire i was debating between three running backs for these two picks, and you picked one of them, so you kind of made it easier for me um i i, I he may not be the best running back in this class um but he he's in a great situation with the chiefs and i mean he quietly had a really i mean not a really good, but he quietly had a good year he's right there in the border of a running back one um i mean he had some he had some down games, he definitely did, but i don 't think we'll see much of those down games next year with the with the once he knows the playbook more, and I think he'll be have'll have a pretty good year next year,
0: yeah, I think the thing that scares me with him a little bit is we all expected him to be this big pass catcher coming into the league, and I think he has the skill set to do it it 's just Mahomes is so intent on pushing the ball down the field, getting those big chunk plays to Kelsey and hill and there are other receivers on the outside that he doesn't really dump it off to Clyde Edwards-Helaire the way we saw Joe Burrow do at LSU and I think that that kind of limits his upside as a receiver in a way that I didn't necessarily think about as much
1: before the draft as I should have. And it's it's weird because it's got to be like set screen plays to him too. It's I mean it's it, you you rarely see the dump offs to him which is which is interesting. I mean it, I think it shows how good of a quarterback Mahomes is where yeah. he's always able to find a receiver downfield.
0: Yeah. All right. got to say,
1: back.
2: Brent, I, I hate this pick, and I'm glad you, you got him off the board. <laughs>
1: Dang. I don't,
2: I don't think a running back could have a much better situation than he has right now, especially how he had it before Bill got there, where he is the guy. There's nobody else going to take carries from him. And he just hasn't produced like I would want my guy to be. He's uh, currently 13th on the year for all running backs. And I think there's just at least, I don't know, six of these rookie running backs that would be better in this situation. He's just not putting up numbers for me this year. And it's been – I'm a little jaded because I took him in my redraft leagues, but he I don't – I think he took him too high here.
1: <laughs> all right, all right. I, I mean, he's he's one spot away from a running back one. Um I mean that's that's pretty good in my eyes. Especially when he didn't didn't even play last week or last weekend. Yeah,
2: and that's my only point is that I think anybody else in that situation would be doing producing more than what he's
0: doing. Brent, you get a chance to redeem yourself here. Who you got number four?
1: Antonio Gibson. I think he's looked like the best running the best rookie running back this year out there and um he does play for the football team. Um, but the football team is actually turning out to as a pretty good football team. Um, I, I really enjoy the way he plays. Um, I think eventually he'll get more more involved in the receiving game, and he he looks at times he's flashing. He's looked looked really good out there for for the football team. And um, I was debating if I had the first pick, I'd be debating on Gibson. J.K. Dobbins, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So I'm happy I got two of those guys. So I'm great. Trevin, do you like that one better?
2: I do like that a lot. Gibson was actually my number two. I think he's really proven himself this year. He was a guy that had the competition that he had to beat out. Um, He didn't just kind of give him the first spot. And
0: he's really produced.
2: I like that pick a lot.
0: Yeah, I think that was a good one, too. I was debating him, certainly, with my next pick, if you hadn't taken him, Brent. But since you did, I'm going to go with a pick I know Trevin's going to hate, but maybe he's changed his mind over the past couple weeks because Jonathan Taylor had 135 yards from scrimmage last week, 91 on the ground, 44 through the air, including a touchdown. The week before, he had 114 yards. So he's starting to turn it on a little bit, guys. And that was against the Packers and the Texans, so some – Pretty impressive games from Jonathan Taylor. Obviously, he's had his struggles this year, but I think he's maybe starting to figure it out and put it together. Um, Some of the plays from this game were pretty impressive. Uh, And I think the pedigree that we all saw and fell in love with before the draft and the landing spot are both still there. So if he's starting to figure it out, watch out. He might put up, you know, 150 yards on Trevin's Raiders this weekend. We'll see. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I I will say he has looked better the last – couple of games and I mean it, that still doesn't take away from what I saw of him in the first half of the year it it was ugly it was like he's running with his eyes closed and um <laughs> yeah I don't know it's it, I do I mean I think it's worth taking a shot because he could be he could be really good for the Colts in the future so yeah I, I think he might help you out a lot this year in the playoffs that makes it feel better yeah like,
0: there's yeah. nobody with more upside that's for sure <laughs> Trevin, are you on board you with can that have, one? You can have him. <laughs> oh man, I hope he! <laughs> I hope he demolishes your Raiders this weekend. I, he
2: just he's another he's a lot like Clyde where he was given a given free opportunity in the world and he just hasn't produced as much as he should have. And uh, but there is a kind of a clear cut on the top seven guys, six six seven guys here. So if you wanted him, that was the time to take him.
1: Don't ruin, don't,
0: this pick, Trevin. Don't, don't ruin this pick, Trevin. He's don't, Trent, don't Trent Richardson. He just took. <laughs> well, we're going to be eating those words next year Ouch. and the rest of this year. Yeah. This, I can't wait to watch as... him
2: run headfirst into his offensive line over and over and miss the <laughs> hole this week.
0: Yeah. Well, how how the Raiders defend Ty Johnson, Trevin? You think he's, Jonathan he's Taylor better and the than, Colts might be a little better? He's game?
2: better than Jonathan Taylor.
0: <laughs> oh, man, you're going to eat your words. <laughs> All right, you got at six, since my pick's so dumb. I got back-to-back here, but
2: I'm glad this guy's still here. Uh, James Robinson, he is just on fire this year. He didn't come in with the big pedigree, but he's another guy that had to beat some players out, and he's done it, and he's really produced this year. um, Fourth in PPR for all running backs this year. So I'm happy he's still here. He was higher on my board than where I'm getting him. Uh, It does – it worries me a little bit. The Jaguars really seem to like uh, Raquel Armstead Armstead before the year started, who of course has been, I think, hospitalized a couple times with COVID, so he's had a real rough go of it. Um, I, if he's back to 100%, you'd have to think the Jaguars will give him another try next year, so that's what kind of worries me the most, but I think he's really putting up numbers, and I'm happy
1: to get him here. Yeah, that's, I think it's a good pick. I, I wouldn't be worried about Armstead. I think that's that's Robinson's Robinson's role in the backfield. I like it. I like it better than your Swift pick. <laughs> All right, who you got with your next one, Traylon?
2: And so this is where I'm kind of thinking the drop off happens after me. So I'm happy I've got this pick here. But uh, Cam Akers, he had a, kind of a disappointing beginning of the year. Um, but he, well, then he he can you, can draft you can draft
0: him. You can't draft him. If they disappoint at the beginning of the year, they don't get any better. Isn't that what he just told us about Jonathan (laughs) Taylor?
2: But he wasn't getting the touches like Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor is giving the keys, and they're like, yeah, no thanks. You keep running to your own offensive lineman. But Cam Akers, he's getting a lot of carries now, and he's putting up yards unlike Jonathan Taylor and putting up fantasy points unlike Jonathan Taylor. So I'm happy to get Cam Akers here.
0: I think Cam Akers is going to be a really good back for a long time, and I think that was a smart pick on your part.
1: Yeah, I think Thanks, at Luba. pick, I think at pick number seven, he was definitely the pick because I think there's a huge drop off after him. Yeah, I mean there there's a drop off after you got James Robinson, and then you have to pick Acres in my opinion. Then there's a huge drop off. Yeah, so, good luck with good, you. Guys good luck with coming, these two picks. Back to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: because it gets rough here.
0: Yeah, does is, is so. this the
2: last? Are we just doing two rounds then, Levi? Three, Three.
0: so that was the – you just had your – Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet 12 on here, but, yeah, we'll do three rounds because after that, I don't think it matters too much. So this is really tough, and I agree there is a huge drop-off, unfortunately, and I got stuck on the wrong end of it. But so your options here – or I guess we'll go over them after Brent picks maybe, but I'm going to go with uh, Anthony McFarland uh, of the Pittsburgh Steelers. So after this year, James Conner is a free agent. Uh, and I don't know if they bring him back based on what we've seen this year. Anthony McFarlane, 5'8", uh, played had really good call at Maryland ran a 4'4 in the 40-yard dash at the Combine, so he's got the speed. And, uh, looks pretty explosive. He's done pretty well overall this year. Um, he's got <laughs> very limited opportunity, but he's a pretty good receiver out of the backfield. Uh, in college, he had – Uh, 17 receptions is last year 126 yards this year he's got less than 100 yards rushing and 45 receiving yards but I think you know there are other options in that backfield aren't very inspiring if they have McFarlane have Benny Snell and Jalen Samuels and Jalen Samuels is not somebody I'm concerned about so that leaves you with Anthony McFarlane Benny Snell and whoever else they add this offseason if they don't re-sign Connor and I think of those two, I would place my bets on Anthony McFarland, so this is kind of an upside play i don 't love any of the other options at this point' i 'll we'll, be interested to see you take brand, but i 'll take McFarlane.
1: McFarlane's a good pick it's a good pick. I thought about him at number nine Trevin, do you have anything on McFarland or you just
2: uh no, I think it's uh it is kind of a toss up here just i think this is probably more of whose situation you like the most um so yeah. that, it's it's not a bad pick it there's really nothing nothing that stands out to me here you i am, whatever you pick brent though i'm gonna say you have a bad one
1: <laughs> you can't it probably go
0: you ahead can't, anyway. you can't hate on little booger too much
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well at number nine this is uh these guys i'm not I'll go with Zach Moss. I liked him a lot at the beginning of the year. He's been disappointing this year. I expected much better out of him. Um, He plays plays on a good offense. I'll give him that. They don't run very often. So maybe they get their asses beat in the playoffs because they're not running the ball and they'll really focus on the running game this offseason and they'll maybe want to run the ball, I mean, work on running the ball more and maybe he'll be the beneficiary of it. I don't know. I'm going Moss. I thought about A.J. Dillon, but Moss will be my guy.
0: Yeah, those are the other two I looked at as well. I just couldn't pull the trigger on either one. I think A.J. Dillon could have a really good situation, but I think it's pretty likely that the Packers do hopefully resign Aaron Jones because he's looked awesome and he deserves to get paid, but we'll see. It'll be interesting to see what they do this offseason. And then the other options, I don't know, like Keyshawn Vaughn, Joshua Kelly, Darrington Evans, LaMichael P. Ryan, DJ Dallas. I mean, you're just taking a shot in the dark on any of those guys, I feel like. What would you think at this point, Trevin?
2: I – no, I your guys' picks. I think there is a drop-off, another drop-off here after your guys' two picks. And uh, uh, just to go next, I'd probably say Kelly next, just with his situation. Eckler's getting a little bit older. Maybe that opens it up for Kelly. But there's – no way to really pick one. I don't think I did want to talk about, um, Keyshawn Vaughn a little bit. He was somebody that I would kind of like before the season. Um, there's some articles about him being kind of the dark horse for studying starting running back there with the Buccaneers. And then they signed Fournette and I thought, Oh, that's a really bad sign. <laughs> and then uh, Ronald Jones has really taken off and Vaughn, he hasn't been hurt at all. I don't think. And he only has eight rushing attempts
0: on the year. So, Oh boy, I don't, I don't see a lot of upside there anymore. Yeah. Well, and especially the other thing with him is he came into the league older because he was a a senior uh, after transferring and stuff. And he's, so he was already 23 at the start of the season. He'll be 24 at the start of next year. So if he doesn't start getting some work soon, he's going to be pretty old for a running back by the time he actually gets a starting job, if he gets yep. a starting
1: job. I will say about Vaughn, um, if the Buccaneers want to make a playoff run, if they're in the playoffs late this year – um, and if Ronald Jones and Fournette or Fournette get hurt, I think he gets activated and he gets some playing time and he might be able to do some damage. That, that'll that be his opportunity, though. He's got to make, make something happen this Man, year. Man, you'd
2: think, though, if, if he had any talent, they would find him ways to play him somewhat so far. And he's got 12 total touches on the year. So yeah. <laughs> they, just, they don't see him as somebody that's going to help him win games at all, even as a change-of-pace guy right now. That probably has a little bit to do with Tom Brady. Uh, He doesn't like the younger guys that he doesn't trust pass blocking for him. And when I say young, I'm not really talking about his age, more of experience, I guess, because he is older. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's what's holding him back a little bit. But you'd think they'd find ways to get him the ball if he could help him win, and he's just not getting that this year. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he looked – really good before like he was in a really good spot when we didn't know how good ronald jones was going to be and when fournette wasn't there yet but man it's it started in pretty quickly
1: a couple guys guys we haven't talked about dj dallas the michael p ryan and Darrington evans any thoughts on those three
2: Well, let's let us let us get out of the way and let you do your DJ Dallas. I know you've been a fan of him, Brent. He,
1: he had his opportunity this year, and I mean, he he did decent fantasy wise, but I did not think he looked very good as running back. So, I'm I'm done with DJ Dallas. He, I mean, he got his <laughs> opp- opportunity, so I mean, that's all you can ask for. I, I started him a week, and he got me some decent points, but I mean, yeah, it, it, he didn't look very good running the ball.
0: Yeah, there's that, and then also like I was kind of optimistic as Titans fan about Darrington Evans potentially coming in and having a receiving uh, role in this offense because uh, Derrick Henry is not a prolific receiver by any means but he's really been taken by overtaken by Jeremy McNichols and uh, Dante Foreman who they just brought in as a free agent and so when they're subbing out Henry on third downs or just to give him a breather those have been the two guys who've been coming in and they've like especially Jeremy McNichols has looked pretty good and I mean Darrington Evans can't even get on the field uh so I don't know they just activated him off the IR he's only got five carries for 21 yards and those were all the way back in weeks three and five so I guess yeah. he has been dealing with a little bit of an injury but I don't know I just I was disappointed I had higher hopes for him coming into the year and he just hasn't done
1: anything yeah same with me it- I mean, I, I thought he'd have a decent year as the backup for Henry, but he's clearly behind McNichols. McNichols looks really good. Yeah. I don't know if he, he's just benefiting from their offense. So maybe Evans can do that too. Uh, we'll, we'll see. It, it'll be interesting to see if, if Evans can play these last couple games and play in the playoffs.
0: Yeah. Brett, how do you feel about Joshua Kelly, who you –
1: Oh so we mentioned you missed the you missed
0: the, uh, the playoffs in the sixteen team league, so you have the eighth pick, which you traded at the beginning of the year for Joshua Kelly straight up.
1: Don't get me started on that. It's, <laughs> <if they're>, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not a fan of Josh Kelly. I, I never was. Um he took the took the he he started out the season really good. I'll give him that. Uh, my, I, <laughs> I traded. You say you the never round, were, but you he, traded for him in two. I know, years. I know. I, I needed help at running back. <laughs> I needed help at running back, and I stupidly uh, got Joshua Kelly. And, and he, he's he's the most hated player in the NFL um, by me. So <laughs> screw Joshua Kelly. I, I, I hate that guy. I hate him. he ruined my season. He's been a real and disappointment. The, the but there's. And for me not making the playoffs, I'd be like, all right, that's okay. I get a I get a pretty good draft pick. But no. No, I, I <laughs> gave up I gave up my draft pick for freaking Joshua Kelly, who I, I'm gonna cut his ass pretty soon. It's I'm tired of him. I, 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 I hate guy that, I hate seeing him on my sorry. roster too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's another guy that had every opportunity with that club being hurt that long. Oh that.
0: I know. I know. And then of all people. They bring in, oh, yeah, what's his name? Help me out. Uh, oh. The guy from the Dolphins.
1: Uh, Kalen Balaj. They bring yeah. in
0: Kalen Balaj. who's gone awful the last couple of years. And he <laughs> overtakes him and starts getting all this work. Steals his job. Kalen Balaj is like, terrible. Yeah. That's... That sucks. <laughs> that sucks. Ooh. We might have to do biggest fantasy regrets on one of our upcoming shows. I think I know <laughs> yeah. what your number one will be, Brent. But. Oh yeah, okay. that'll definitely be it. <laughs> I got a pretty bad one too, as you know, but we'll save it even, for that discussion. Even next. though
1: I did give a, I did pass on a few trades for Josh Gordon back when he was suspended back about five years ago, like three first rounders for him for one of the first times that he was suspended. I passed on that because I, I love Josh Gordon. He, he he was a stud yeah. that, that one year for the Browns. But it is amazing. That, that's a big regret for me.
2: He had like 18 or 19 yards in like 12 weeks. Is nuts. Yeah.
0: He was in one of my shallower leagues. I picked him up off waivers this week when it was announced he was coming, or last week when it was announced he was coming back, just in case there's somebody out there who's still in love and would give something for him.
1: <laughs> I, th- I think Colin still has some love for him. So you can always there you go. pawn him off on Colin. If he was in that league,
0: I would, would definitely try to. <laughs> All right, that was fun, guys. We'll have to do something like that again in the future sometime. Let's move on to our pick-to-click competition. And so, as always in this competition, we're picking someone from the main slate on Sunday who will score 20-plus points on, Df- and, on DraftKings and DFS and costs $5,000 or less on DraftKings. And so last week, Brent, you picked Kiki QT and had our first hit of the season for two points. Oh, yeah. Well done. Thank you.
1: Keep the work, Brent. <laughs> Thank you. I figured he had a good opportunity. Deshaun Watson's his quarterback, and he did it. He got it. He did pretty good. You nailed it. He had twenty-two points. Trevin picked Cam Akers, who came
0: tantalizingly close at sixteen point four. Man, he
2: just did. He did exactly what I thought he would do. He had twenty-two touches, one touchdown, ninety-four total yards, but just couldn't quite get
0: across the finish line. Close. If he would have got six more yards, he would have been there because I think you get a three point bonus on DraftKings if you had a hundred yards.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So so close for Trevin, but no cigar. And I picked Joshua Reynolds. Who I don't know what the heck happened with Josh Reynolds. <laughs> he had Van Jefferson was getting a bunch of work randomly over uh, Josh Reynolds, who's been in that number three role for a long time. Van Jefferson had four catches for twenty seven yards on five targets. And Josh Reynolds did not, <laughs> so it was a bad. What was his? Game. What was his final line? Do you have it? Uh, Josh Reynolds finished the game with one catch for twenty-one yards on one target. <laughs> Three point one points. Must, he must not have heard you playing that Reynolds drop ad. He must not have because <laughs> that was his lowest, his worst game since week one when he had one catch oh, for wow. seventeen yards. <laughs> so not you a jinxed him. I did something. So I'm still a little goose thing, along with Trevin and Brent's got two points because Kiki QT costs for less than $4,000. And of course you get three points uh, if you pick someone who costs 3,000 or less. So I guess Brent will let you go first since you were the big winner last week.
1: I'm going uh, JD McKissick Uh, with Antonio Gibson out this weekend um Ms. McKissick it's it's his role I know Barber will be in there getting some carries but McKissick had 10 catches last weekend and he'll probably get around there again and just 10 catches gets you halfway there and if he somehow gets a touchdown and or else somehow gets 100, y- 100 total yards that'll get you to 20 20 points so McKissick is 4,900 so it'll only get me a point but I'll, I'll slowly build my lead with this with this win this weekend.
0: <laughs> or at least maintain it if one of us hits it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that pick. He's the one I considered as well. Trevin, you fan of McKissick? I
2: like that pick too. Um, but also McKissick is the one reason I don't like PPR scoring because <laughs> <laughs> that guy racks up so many catches for not – He doesn't actually help the team win much, but he's just racking up the catches. It's insane. So he's going to help a fantasy team win. He's going to help you get your 20 points here, but he doesn't actually help the team win, and I I
0: really hate it. I I agree. I'm with you. All right, I'll go next, and this week I got a special for you guys.
1: Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs)
0: Oh God! <laughs> the long-lost brother of Super Mario Brothers, Giovanni Bernard. We got Mario, Luigi, and Giovanni, and he's got a sick mustache. If you haven't seen on your his picture for the year, go check that out. Giovanni Bernard, guys, is going to be the lead back again this week because Joe Mixon is out, unfortunately. Uh, he's been having a pretty solid season in Joe Mixon's absence. Uh, he's had a couple of down weeks recently where he's only had five to 10 points, but in week eight, he had 22 points, 23 points. Uh, in week seven, he had 21 points. Uh, week six, he had 12 points. So he's certainly capable of hitting 20. He plays a really bad <laughs> Cowboys rush defense. So we just saw get obliterated by the Ravens last night on Tuesday night football and so I think that the Bengals uh, are more than capable of doing the same, and Giovanni Bernard is likely to get most of that work. So give me a Gio to hit 20 points this week.
1: I don't think he can get you 20. Um, you said that he had, he got 20 points a couple times in week eight and seven, but that was with Joe Burrow as his quarterback. And ever since Burrow has, has been gone, he hasn't been doing much. So he might get you around 10.
0: We'll
2: see. Yeah, I don't mind it. I I think it's a pretty good shot at somebody that can get you there.
0: All right. Look forward to some more Super Mario tunes if that <laughs> one hits. Trevor, who you got?
2: I got Mike Williams uh, for the Chargers. He's been banged up a little bit recently, but he's been – Pretty good target hog this year, and uh, had nine targets last week against the Patriots. And they played a very bad Falcons uh, pass defense this year. They're twenty eighth in pass defense. Uh, He's been over twenty twice this year. He's been over uh, ten almost half of his games. So he's put up some big numbers in the past, and I think he can do it again. He should. He says he's fully healthy here, and uh, I think he can do it against the Falcons this
1: week. He's a good receiver. Um, that Falcons defense looked pretty good against your Raiders a couple weeks ago.
2: That was a down week, Brent. We don't talk <laughs> about that week. Okay,
1: okay. <laughs> um, yeah, he's a good receiver. Herbert really needs a bounce back if if Williams is going to get 20 points.
0: Oh, you think, Brent? You don't think he can do it if they put up a new save like they did <laughs> last week against the Patriots?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Man, that was an ugly game for them last week. Uh well, it'll be interesting to see how they rebound this week. They have a good matchup, like you mentioned, Trevin. I just – I mean, it's a long shot, of course, and, I don't know, Herbert just seems to lock in on Keenan Allen a lot, and so that hurts Mike Williams. But he's certainly capable of being a good red zone target and potentially breaking a long one. So as good a shot as any, I suppose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Question of the week. Do you do anything superstitious for fantasy football, guys?
2: So I put this question up there because I do, and I didn't even really realize I do it until recently. Um, I do not check my fantasy scores at all until Sunday night after all the games are done. I never look at my score, my opponent's score. I know, of course, who I have, and I usually have a pretty good idea of who they have. So I've got a good idea on what's going on, but I don't look at the scores until the end of Sunday night. I don't know. I mean, actually, <laughs> I, I just, I hate it when I'm looking at it and then I'm just watching those guys when I'm watching football all day. Um, and you guys are in more leagues than I am, so I guess that'd make it a little harder for you. But I just, I find myself just focusing on those certain players and I don't enjoy watching the
0: games at all. So I don't look at it all until Sunday night. Yeah. I don't think I could do that. I just have to watch and shoot for my guys and see how I'm doing. And that's part of the experience for me. But I respect people like you who get more enjoyment out of it that way and can and control yourself to not look at it.
2: <laughs> and it is a little superstitious. It happened. I remember like, I don't know, four or five years ago, I didn't look at it and I had a good week. And ever since then, I don't look at my scores <laughs> anymore. <laughs> And I actually le- realized it when I was texting you, Levi, that as a couple of weeks ago I thought my team was doing bad, and you were like, no, stupid, you're up pretty big right now. So that's when I was like, oh, yeah, I don't ever look at my scores. <laughs> yeah. I'm not really – what are you guys, Go ahead, do you guys – you have anything
1: for – I, I, I kind of do that too, Trevin. Um, every once in a while I look at the score. I mean, it's not superstitious for me, though. Um, I just cheer for my guys. I know who's on my team's. And um I mainly look at my DraftKings lineups throughout the day and then maybe around Sunday night I'll start looking at the scores from 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 my in my dynasty leagues and I kinda know how I'm doing. Um there's times where I'm like sitting like, gosh, I had a really good week this week and then all of a sudden I see the guy that I'm playing as like two hundred points. So <laughs> so that that's the only bad thing about that. But um yeah, I'm I'm kinda I'm kinda the same way, but there's no superstition that I have. I mean I have to be watching red zone. Um, that's, that's about it. Oh, and one other thing I, I do always submit my lineups for the following week on Sunday night. I don't know why. <laughs>
2: and you don't ever touch them.
1: Um, I, yeah, I, I, I tweak them again the following Sunday morning, but I, I don't oh. usually, I don't, I mean, usually I don't change it unless there's like a guy that's hurt or something. Yeah. Not really, what
0: do you do? I'm not really superstitious at all, so I don't have any fantasy superstitions or superstitions in general. Uh, so yeah, I, I do not, unfortunately. But I I check my lineups all the time, incessantly during the Sundays while I'm watching or Mondays. But uh, yeah, that's I don't really have anything overall. I guess I don't set my lineups on Sunday night for the next week or anything sounds like brent you're probably just depressed about how poorly your weeks go sometimes and you need to get that pick me up looking forward to next week <laughs>
1: pretty, pretty much pretty
0: much uh you're not do you superstitious get, levi you're just a little stitious
1: just a little stitious <laughs> so like do you guys how do you guys feel about like those monday night games when you need a guy um to get you like 12 points and he's not that good um but you need 12 points What do you think about those types of games when you're just sitting there focused on that player? Do you? See, I I
2: hate that. That's why I don't watch, look at my lineups anymore. Cause then I, if it's a
1: receiver, I'm,
2: I'm just watching him. Even when they're mostly, you know, run plays and where he's just going off the line two feet and then it's a run play up the middle. And I'm not even watching the game. I'm just watching him block a cornerback for no reason when I'm for, I mean, based on their game, but. Then every ball that gets thrown and you just you hope it's your guy. Yeah. It's a deep pass where you don't know where your guy went, he'd left the screen (laughs) and you're like, Oh God, this could be the one and then it's not. (laughs) So there's you know what, seventy plays in a game and if it's a receiver they're getting five to ten targets, so it's your guy's barely ever participating, and it's just terrible to
0: watch it that way. (laughs) I like watching I hate it it, to answer your question. That's exactly what I do, and I think it's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's what makes it f- fun for me, I guess. I don't know. It's just, like last night, uh, we watched Brent. I needed five points from Lamar Jackson to knock Brent out of the playoffs in that league and secure my spot. And so <laughs> Brent was trying to uh, jinx me by um, sending me texts about, oh, congrats on the win. And <laughs> Lamar's a good player. He won't get hurt. Strong guy. <laughs> Tough guy. And stuff so yeah I was just watching Lamar Jackson until they ran for that first touchdown and then I was like okay well I can relax now but obviously that's not the case every week and so I end up cheering for that guy till the very end or whatever but just like last night on that last drive I sent you both that screenshot from our league in together where the one guy was winning by 0.1 against the other guy who was going for the one seed and a bye in the first round and he ended up losing by 0.1 <laughs> so with that whole last drive I was just watching to see what would happen with it wasn't even my matchup. I was just watching to see if Dalton Schultz was going to get a catch or not to see if that guy yeah. was going to win.
1: When, so, when it's not your matchup, it's it's pretty fun to watch. Yeah. <laughs> At least for me.
0: Yeah. yeah. An extra level of intrigue when you have, when you notice those things if like you're monitoring the scores and stuff. All right. Beer check before we go. What do you guys got? I got a Storm Chaser IPA. From Free State Beer, Lawrence. I'm getting through this variety pack I yeah.
1: I'm also drinking something from Kinkator. I know Trevin mentioned that earlier. Uh, I'm drinking Dan the Wiser. I think it's the same one I was drinking last week, too.
0: You like his brother, Bud?
1: <laughs> I like Dan better. <laughs> but I'll, I'll drink Bud once in a while. <laughs>
2: So I'm still working my way through the advent calendar and I got to be honest with you guys. I'm not a German beer fan. I found out doing this and uh, it's getting to be more of a chore than any joy I'm getting out of drinking these beers every day. And they're big. They're the 18 ounces. I think it's a weird, it's like 18.5 ounces. This one's a probably Perlin sure. Zuber. Yeah. I'm assuming. <laughs> this Maybe
1: one's I'm a finish Perlin.
2: Finish. I wonder if it's a pint. I should probably look at it what a pint is. 16 ounces. Perlin Zuber. And it uh, wasn't great. So my other one is the, I got the Concater also, the Hale Varsity, the Nebraska one.
0: That's pretty good. Trevin, it's 16 ounces in a pint. So I don't know. I don't
2: know where they're getting, I don't know why it's like this. No, no. Does it say how
0: many milliliters it is? 500 milliliters. That's it. There you go. All right. Well, I take it you won't be going to Oktoberfest anytime soon. (laughs)
2: <laughs> maybe for the experience
0: <laughs> yeah I think there's some crazy stuff that goes on some of those places
2: the food alone is worth the trip
0: is that what you've heard no oh, it's from a stupid movie yeah all right. Thanks for being part of the Fantasy Players Club, everybody. We'll have a new episode for you next week. Until then, on behalf of Brent Hud Hykes hud, and Trevin German hater Promosta, this is <laughs> Levi Valentine wishing you good luck in week 14. Yeah.
2: says something on the box about being German Yeah,
0: I thought that's what I saw in the first snap he said
2: they all taste warm (laughs) I don't know what it is they just taste like warm beers they don't have very good flavor I don't think
0: what's the ABV in them well like what's that one
2: this one is I don't think so they seem pretty around the same this says 5.4 alcohol by volume but I don't know if American beers are made by weight or by volume. I know by there's a volume. difference. By yeah.
0: that's, the, that's the V and ABV there. Genius.
2: This doesn't say ABV. It just says oh, 5.4 volume.
0: <laughs> In German? <laughs> yeah. Beer. Well, some of the beers you're drinking are from breweries that have been around since like 1600 or something, so if they haven't (laughs) changed their recipe, that could be part of your problem.
2: Yeah. They liked it back then, so we're going to keep it going.
0: (laughs) We've got the families who have been drinking it for 10 generations, so.
2: (laughs) Who's doing the editing tonight? Me. You going to do the deep fakes?
0: Probably not. (laughs) <laughs> you said it took me
2: three hours or something. Yeah, it wasn't worth it. Do you listen to those, Brent? What's that?
1: Those deep fakes I did at the end of the last episode? <laughs> yes. Um, were you just taking like, were you taking like phrases and then just like kind of linking them and making a different phrase? Yeah. That- so I took okay.
2: the whole time we were recording before we actually started the podcast last week, like 10 minutes worth of audio there. I just I clipped all the different phrases we we just we're talking normal and I just clipped a bunch of phrases out. And I probably that took forever. I probably clipped 50 to 60 phrases total. Jeez. And then used those to put some sentences together that I just came up with by reading these phrases <laughs> I cut out.
1: Was, and uh so I ended I up using thinking, like 15ish of the clips. Jeez. I was and thinking it that would to take you some time.
2: <laughs> it was an idea I had. Then once I was doing it, I was like, God, this is taking forever. And then I had to just finish it. It so, <laughs> was pretty good, though. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a minute worth of material total. <laughs> <laughs> so I still got all these phrases I have clipped that I didn't even use yet. and I guess I can still use them.